those that are paying attention would would catch a little translation error, um, perhaps, or what you might consider an error. And uh, reminds me of a story when um, Saint Jerome had translated the uh, the scriptures anew into into Latin in the Vulgate that we uh, we still have with us. Uh, the the people of his uh, time. Uh, listened to one of the readings and they they actually started a riot because he had used a word that wasn't supposed to be used uh, because because this other word was the one that what they were common to see Jerome wasn't the first one to write a Latin uh, translation but the first one to write the whole thing and so I'm glad there weren't riots necessarily but uh, we do have to explain. And most of the time, and our, our Protestant brothers and sisters uh, are quite fond of this particular passage, um, not seven times, but 70 times, seven times. And so they'll tell us that that really is 490. Uh, and it, it is based, that is actually the mistranslation because the, the, uh, the Greeks and the Jews do not multiply by just saying times. So when in the Greek it does say seven times, 70 times, and what they're doing is they're adding. So 77 times is the, the proper way. But whether it's 490 or 70, uh, uh, 77 or 7 or 70, it doesn't matter. Because what really needs to happen, and this is why they use the word number seven in the first place, is it needs to be complete, total. Peter comes to Jesus and says, is it enough to say I've forgiven seven times? You know, it's, it's hard enough to forgive the first time. But seven times, well, that, now that's pretty good, Peter probably thought. No, Jesus says, if you have to, go the 77 times. The 77th time. And, and maybe if you're not complete then, maybe the 87th time. Or the 490th time. Or, if humanly possible, the millionth time. As long as you're forgiving the person. A, a few months ago I read, actually now almost, uh, probably more like nine months ago, I read a book that uh, was very well written called Slain Dragons. And it's one of the points, uh, it was many points, but one of the points that uh, just um, set deep in me was the idea that in heaven there may be people that are not forgiven but are not there are no one there is no one in heaven that is not forgiving so there may be people on earth or in hell that have unforgiveness in their hearts towards somebody in heaven but there's no one in heaven that has unforgiveness in their hearts I found that interesting, and, and it goes, of course, with this parable that Jesus tells today, this wicked servant who comes to the master and says, I, I can't pay you, and the master is ready to throw him in jail, and, and the servant says, well, you know, please have mercy. He's forgiven. But then when he sees somebody owes him a much smaller amount, an amount so much less than what he himself had been forgiven, he responds wickedly with unforgiveness. So he's cast into prison.
And Jesus using this as an image of maybe purgatory, but more likely hell. Because how could he pay back uh, the debt that he owed, this huge debt? Uh, it isn't here, but in, in one of the, one of the um, I think it's St. Luke, it's like 10,000 talents. It's, it's like a, a million days' wages. You can't pay it back. There's no way to pay it back, a menial labor. And that's all we can offer the Lord. The Lord has to forgive. But notice what else happens, and this scares me, that if there's unforgiveness in our heart, the Lord remembers the sins he's forgiven. Now I know, and maybe you know, uh, um, there are saints that have had had experience, and and, um, um, Margaret uh, Alacoque had an experience where her her confessor, Actually, the bishop, she was trying to tell, Christ is telling me to uh, develop this devotion to the Sacred Heart. And and the bishop said, well, if it is Jesus, ask him what my sins are. And so out of obedience, she asked Jesus, and she was a little embarrassed to do so, but she asked Jesus, and Jesus says, I don't remember. I've forgiven him. Now, how is this jive? How does this come together? I think it does by the bishop must have been a forgiving man himself. The Lord will forgive us and forget if we've forgiven others. Maybe, too, we need to remember, and even though I've already used that word, that forgiveness doesn't mean forgetting. Forgiveness doesn't mean that we continue to be doormats and allow the person who's been abusive to us to continue to abuse us, and we keep forgiving each time, every time, although we should forgive each time, every time. But we remove ourselves from the situation where we can change that situation. Maybe it means that we're not around that person. That isn't unforgiveness. In fact, that's wisdom. So forgiveness is saying, I let go of the debt that you owe me for the sin that you've done toward me. But also, I'm not going to let you continue to, to pile on debt to me that I will in turn have to forgive. This is what true forgiveness is. And when we truly forgive, it's only then we really understand the power of God's forgiveness. The sins that people commit against us minuscule, tiny, because we are sinful, we are, we are filled with error, we do terrible things ourselves. It's tiny compared to God. This is why we have this great sacrament of reconciliation, this great sacrament where we can go and say, Lord, forgive me.